Good morning, Crossbridge. I'm so glad you're here this morning. Uh, if you're just jumping in uh, today, maybe you haven't uh, been following what's been going on the past few weeks. My name is Pastor Dave. I'm not Pastor Jimmy, uh, but I'm the pastor over at Grace Church in Logan Township. And we've been kind of partnering together the last few weeks uh, to go through a sermon series that we've called uh, The Grass is Always Greener. And, and we've been looking at this thing called comparison. And I've been calling it the trap of comparison, of of not being content with, with what we have or what we've been blessed with, but, but always having this tendency to look into the other pasture, right? We learned what uh, it means to say the grass is always greener. It means we're looking at the other pasture and always thinking, man, I wish I could be over at that grass, amen, where the, where the grass is greener. And Today we're in, we're in the final week. We are wrapping up the series here today in week four. Uh, last week, Pastor Jimmy really broke down a, a really difficult part of our lives where we struggle with uh, comparison. And we, we, we did a little bit of casting of lots to see who would preach that sermon, but it landed on Jimmy and he did an amazing job. And he really talked about uh, the area of our lives of finances and, and of our possessions and Man, he really just personally challenged me to really think about how we use our finances in our family, how we invest in our family. Do, do we uh, just invest in things for our own personal gain, or, or are we investing in the kingdom? And man, some of that really hit home hard for me last week. And, and Pastor Jim, man, I hope you've been praying for your pastor this past week because he actually uh, called out the IRS last week and he said, man, bring on the IRS. I hope I get an audit so I could tell somebody about Jesus. Um, man, pr uh, yeah, pray for your pastor, all right? Uh, but last week was just an amazing, amazing uh, look. And we're, we're jumping into another area of our lives here this morning that I want to jump into, and it's something that, that I personally struggle with at times, and, and I'm guessing that some of you uh, may struggle as well. But we want to look at the area of our, of our spiritual walk with Jesus. Uh, I want to look at this area of our spiritual journey that we are all on if we've confessed Jesus as Savior, and how sometimes man, we get caught in this trap of comparing what our walk looks like to what someone else's walk looks like. So if you're just jumping in here this morning, I want to just give a little caveat here today. If you're jumping in this morning, maybe somebody has, has shared uh, this live stream with you on social media, and you're here and you maybe don't consider yourself a Christian or a follower of Jesus. Man, I'm excited that you're here. I know Pastor Jim is excited that you're watching. Uh, you actually get to get kind of an intimate look at in a family discussion, we're going to call it, here this morning, that we need to have uh, within the church. And I want to start out with, the, with this question here uh, this morning. Has anyone else been in a situation where they just feel like they are spiritually inferior to everyone else in the room? Has anyone else had this experience? Like everyone else is just so much further along in their spiritual journey than you are. Have you had that experience? Like maybe you're not that powerful prayer who's willing to get up in front of the whole church and, and pray. Uh, maybe you don't have a million verses uh, memorized from Scripture. Have you, have you ever been in this situation where you just feel spiritually inferior? 
I want to share a story with you, and, and I can laugh about it now, but I was not laughing about it at the time. Uh, I remember I had to preach at a meeting uh, for our association, and I was in uh, West Virginia at this time. At the time, I, I was the new guy. Uh, I was the guy with the least experience. And I was preaching to a room full of seasoned veteran preachers. Pastor Jimmy, have you ever done something like that? It is not easy. Amen. I was preaching to a group of seasoned veterans with, with all sorts of, of titles and degrees attached to their names. And here I am, the new guy with the weird hair. And they're all trying to figure out what's this guy going to preach on. And I remember I, I barely slept the night before. And I was an absolute nervous wreck. Looking back now, I wish I would have done it differently. See, here's what was going on in my brain. I had gotten so caught up comparing where I was in my walk with Jesus with where they were in their walk with Jesus that I truly missed an opportunity to enjoy this opportunity that was laid out in front of me. I have a feeling here this morning that this, this spiritual comparison doesn't just happen to preachers. It happens to preachers. It, it's still something I, I still struggle with. But I have a feeling that it's not just preachers. Amen? Maybe some of you listening here this morning have had that feeling of being less than when, when compared to others in the room or when compared to others in your small group or in your church. Maybe you're not, again, maybe you're not comfortable praying out loud. Maybe you don't have half the Bible memorized. Maybe you don't have that WWJD sticker on the back of your car. But here's the truth, and I want to start off here this morning. Here's the truth. If you're listening or taking notes, write this down. Here's the truth. Where someone else is in their spiritual growth might not be where you are, and that's okay. Amen? That's okay. That is okay. Listen, as a Christian, and we're going to explain a little bit what this means to be on this walk, this journey with Jesus. As a Christian, as somebody who has surrendered their lives to Jesus, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. And I want to explain a couple things here this morning. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 says this. It says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, it says, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. With this act, when we have surrendered our lives to Jesus, with this act, we have entered into this process called sanctification. Sanctification, listen, I know that is a super fancy churchy word, but it's something we might need to learn, amen? This word called sanctification. I want to just simply explain what that word means. To sanctify something is to set it apart, or uh, to set it apart for special use, excuse me. To sanctify a person is to make them holy. Listen, because of our trust in Jesus, we are now in right standing with God, right? That's what happens when we confess Jesus as Savior, right? We were at odds with God, but when we confess Jesus, we are now in right standing with God. It's called being justified, but we still struggle with sin, amen? Listen, the pastor still struggles with sin. With the help of the Holy Spirit, though, 
we are called to strive to look more and more like Jesus every day. I'm saying here that when we've confessed Jesus as Savior, we have now started this journey of being sanctified, of being set apart for special use, and to be made more and more holy and to look more and more like Jesus. But here's the thing. This is not a sprint. Amen. This is not a sprint. We are all on this long journey, a marathon of sorts, where the finish line, again, is being made perfect and being made holy. And I'm just going to give you uh, a little spoiler here this morning. We are never going to be perfect and holy 100%, amen, until we meet Jesus on the other side of eternity. But this is the walk, the marathon that we have entered when we confess Jesus as Savior. But where we stumble, here's where we're at this morning, where we stumble on this journey is when we compare, right? That's what we're talking about. The grass is always greener. We are comparing where we are, where we might be at mile one, but we are comparing with somebody who may be at mile 20 in this marathon. Y'all following with me? You tracking with me here this morning? Listen, I've seen this time and time again as a pastor. Listen, I haven't been in ministry very long, but I've noticed some things in my short time here uh, being the pastor at Grace Church. Listen, I've seen it. Believers who get frustrated, who who get demoralized, who, who feel less than because they feel like they aren't quite at the level of maturity as their brother or sister in Christ. I've seen it time and time again, and I'll be honest, and this isn't in my notes, I've actually seen it the other way around too, where where believers think they're actually much more mature than they really are. But that's a different sermon. I'm going to leave that one for Pastor Jimmy. Amen? But, But I've seen this feeling where they feel like they're so far behind that why should I even bother? Why should I even try to keep up with those super Christians that we see at church. I'm going to jump into a scripture here, I think, that will help us understand what this race looks like and will help us understand what to do in this journey that we're all on here. Uh, We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 12, verses uh, 1 through 2, just a couple verses here this morning. And then I've got a couple things that I want to share some application out of these verses. So go ahead and open your Bibles if you have them. I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version. It's just a translation that I really enjoy. Uh, But Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says this. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus. Listen, if you have highlighters, if you have a pen, something, underline that, highlight it, highlight that in your Bible, in your notes, uh, verse 2, the beginning, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's pray here this morning. Father God, God, we thank you for your word. God, I pray that, God, that you'd remove just any distractions that are going on here right now. 
God, we thank you that we can open your word, that your word is perfect, it's holy, God, and that we can hear from you. God, I pray here this morning that your Holy Spirit will work on our hearts. God, that you would start to ease up this tendency we have to always think that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. God, allow us to look at our journey here this morning of being made perfect and being made holy. God, we thank you for your son. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Do we have any runners in the house here this morning? Can we just, if you're a runner, can you just throw it in the chats, give like a high five, put, put the hands, do something. If you're a runner, uh, listen, I'm going to be uh, honest, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I, I don't quite understand the thing about like getting up at like the, not even the crack of dawn, like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. to get up and to go run and sweat and exert yourself. Like, that's just not me. I do it a few times when my buddies from church uh, want to run, but I would really just like to talk to them. So I run with them so that we can conversate uh, and walk with Jesus together. But, but it's just not my thing. Like, if you put a ball at my feet and we're actually doing something, then I'll run. But it's not uh, on the top of my list to do on a day-to-day basis. But I will say this here this morning. I do enjoy watching it at times, right? Especially when the Summer Olympics comes around. Does anyone love the Summer Olympics? I'm missing the Olympics right now. I'm missing them. But I love watching the track events when the Summer Olympics uh, comes around. And there's one thing I've noticed when watching these track events, especially the longer distance uh, events. And that's this. The, the runners seem to have a couple different strategies when they race. And maybe you've seen this. Maybe you've heard the commentators talking about this in uh, these different events. Uh, some like to have an early burst, right? Have you seen this? Some like to have an early burst and, and get out front. Uh, they like to control the pace and, and try to keep the pack behind them. I, I've seen those guys. They bust right out of the gates and they go up to the front. Some like to uh, hang in the middle, right? Some like to hang in the middle of the pack, not, not lead the pace, but, but stay close enough that when it's time, they can do their burst and they can get to the front. Uh, but some even like to, to hang towards the rear of the pack. And these are the guys and, and girls that I really love to watch because I'm like, oh man, they're going to come from way behind and take this thing. But they like to hang towards the rear of the pack. They, they conserve their energy, uh, early on, and then they make this, this push towards the front as they round uh, the last couple corners. Here's the thing about all these strategies. They're all great strategies. They are all great strategies. But listen, but only one works for each specific runner. Right? They have worked with their coaches for years, and they've determined that this strategy works best for me, and if I follow this strategy, I'm going to have the best chance of winning. And you know what runner usually ends up on the pedestal there at the end of the race? The runner who ran their race. Have you heard that before? The runner who ran their race, the one who stuck to their strategy the best. Crossbridge. Grace Church, I'm here to tell you this morning, when it comes to our spiritual journey, our spiritual race that we are on, here's what I'm here to tell you. Run your race. So simple. Run your 
race. I want to go back to verse 1. It said this, And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Did y'all catch that? Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Listen, if you have confessed Jesus as Savior, again, you have entered into this marathon of, of sanctification, of being made holy, of being made to look like Jesus more and more every day. But your race, right, your journey won't look like anyone else's. This is where we're, get, we're getting stuck here in, in this trap of comparison. Your race won't look like anyone else's. Your journey of being perfected like Christ can't be compared. It can't be compared to anyone else's journey. Listen, I'm going to tell you here this morning. You may face some things that someone else, someone else might not face. Right? That's just the hard truth here this morning. You may face some things that someone else may not face. You may walk through some valleys that someone else may not have to walk through. Listen, the, the Holy Spirit, and this is a tough one. Listen here closely this morning. The Holy Spirit may convict you to lay some things down, so, some sin or, or some baggage that is hindering your race. Amen? He may ask you to lay some things down that, that someone else may not even have to deal with. Like maybe some of you watching here this morning, maybe you struggle with, with alcohol or overconsumption of alcohol. And the Lord may call, he may convict you to, to maybe lay some of that down where, where someone else in their walk with Jesus, that's not a struggle for them. Your journey can't be compared to somebody else's. Your journey, your race is unique to you. Here's what I want to tell you here this morning, and this is so simple. Run your race. Don't let the trap of comparison get its foothold in there and discourage you. Don't allow comparison to undermine your progress in this race to holiness. Listen, don't let the devil, amen, don't let the devil trick you into thinking that you'll never be like that super Christian friend of yours. Don't let the devil trick you into thinking that. The devil is a liar, amen? The devil is a liar. Don't let him trick you. Listen, you have been set apart to be sanctified, to be made holy, but it doesn't happen overnight. And I wish that happened. I wish the day I confessed Jesus as Savior a little over 12 years ago, I wish that day, that night, when that happened, I wish I woke up the next morning and sin was not an issue. I wish I woke up the next morning and I looked in the mirror and I saw Jesus. Guess what? 12 years later, I still don't see Jesus there all the time. I still struggle, and we all still struggle. But don't let that defeat you. Set your pace. Take your next step and run your race. Now here's the next question. What is the key to running your own race? And that was right here in, in verse 2 of our scripture here this morning in Hebrews chapter 12. And I asked you to highlight it and I asked you to underline it and, and do all those things. And, that, and I'm going to reread it so that we can see the key. This is the key. 
Verse 1 again, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus. There's the key. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. What's the key here this morning? I want you to say it. Look to Jesus. Put that in the comments. Again, say it over and over. What is the key to running the race? Look to Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Man, Pastor Dave, that is so simple. It is simple. But I know it's difficult to do at times. But that is the key. Look to Jesus. Focus on him. Listen, it is impossible to look at two things at once. It is impossible to focus strongly on two things at once. And my wife continually reminds me that I am not very good at doing this. And I love her so much. We've been married long enough now that she knows that if I'm doing something, if I'm enthralled in a project and she tries to talk to me, guess what? It's not going to happen. I'm not going to get anything that's going on. She knows that I can only focus on one thing at a time. So she patiently waits for me to finish that thing and then engages in conversation with me. But listen, it's impossible to, to focus and look at two things at once. I want to read you what Proverbs uh, verse 4, chapter 25 says. Proverbs 4.25, it says, Let your eyes look directly forward. Y'all catch that? Let your eyes look directly forward, and your gaze be straight before you. What it's not saying is this, Look everywhere around you, and the path ahead of you will be clear. Right? That's not what it says. It doesn't say look everywhere else so that the path in front of you can become more clear. No, it says, look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Let me ask this question. Have you ever tried running and looking in a different direction? It doesn't usually work out too well, amen? Listen, there's a lot of funny videos on social media of people trying to do that thing and they end up tripping over curbs, running into cars. Like, it's a mess, right? We're not called to run and look in a different direction direction. It generally doesn't end well. Here's what I'm trying to say here this morning. Look to Jesus. Stay focused on Jesus. This is the only way that we can endure this race that we are on, this marathon of becoming more and more like Jesus, this journey that we are all on as followers of Jesus. Look to him. Stay focused on him. Listen, stay in the word. Stay in the Word. This is how God speaks to us here today. Stay in the Word. Keep doing those devotionals. Keep, keep soaping. I know that's a, a verb that you use here at Crossbridge. Keep soaping. And I love that. Keep soaping. Don't stop. Keep focused. Stay focused on Jesus. Listen, stay engaged with your church. Stay engaged with your church. Listen, I know it's been a year It's been a year of virtual church services. I know it's been difficult, man. It's been difficult for Grace, too. 
but stay engaged. Stay engaged with your church. That is how we stay focused on Jesus. Stay engaged. Stay engaged with your small groups. This is how we stay focused on Jesus. Stay engaged. In verse 2, I wanted to continue here with, with verse 2. It said this. It said that he's the perfecter of our faith. Did y'all catch that? Verse 2. He's the perfecter of our faith. It literally means completer. That's what that word means in the original language. It literally means completer or, or finisher. That Jesus will help us. The Holy Spirit will help us and sustain us to get to this finish line. We know it's not always fun running marathons, amen? But with Jesus and staying focused on him, he will help sustain us and get to the finish line. It's when we look at others. It's when we compare with others. And when we see where, where they are on their journey and where we are on our journey, that we lose endurance. Man, I, I've been in a couple running races. Like I said, I, I don't like to run a lot. But that's the hardest part for me is when I see that person who's so much further ahead and I say to myself, I'm never going to catch them. I should just stop running now. Why am I wasting my energy? Listen, the Christian walk is the very same when we start to compare where we are compared to other people. It's when we look at others and compare is when we lose our endurance. Now, I, I do want to give a caveat here this morning because I know some of you are some great Bible scholars who are watching here at home. Don't get this confused, church. Don't get this confused, confused with, with looking to others on our spiritual journey, right? There's a difference between looking at somebody and comparing them and looking to somebody on our spiritual journey. Listen, we are called to seek godly counsel, amen? We are called to seek godly counsel and the support of others in our walk to grow closer to Jesus. Proverbs 19 verse 20 says this, listen to advice and accept instruction. I feel like I'm going to put that um, on, a, on a note but on my office wall so that anyone who comes into my office, right? But that's scripture, amen? Proverbs 19 20, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Listen, this, this is so important, even though our walks may be at different paces, okay? So there's a difference here of looking at someone and comparing and looking to someone for help in this journey. Listen, when it comes to our spiritual walk with Jesus, it's not about comparison. It's not about comparison. It's about companionship. Did y'all get that here this morning? It is not about comparison. It's about companionship, that we are in this together. Listen, we can't let the trap of comparison keep you from growing closer to God. It's not about that. It's that we're doing this together. We are companions in this marathon, walking towards Jesus, focused on him. So I want to tell you here this morning, get involved in that small group. Do it. Get, jump on that Zoom prayer call. I know gracers, we do that, but, but jump on that Zoom prayer call. 
Learn from your elders and those who are a little further down the line so that you can grow in your walk with Jesus. I want to wrap up here this morning. Listen, we are all on this journey together. Amen? If, I, if you don't hear anything else this morning, hear that. That we are all on this journey together to be conformed into the image of Christ. That we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit if you've confessed Jesus as Savior. But listen, we've all got different paces. Amen? We've all got different paces. We're all at, at different mile markers on this marathon. I want to encourage you here today, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted by comparing your journey to someone else's. Run your race. Take your next step. Make the effort. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And we'll all celebrate at the finish line together. Amen. We will celebrate at the finish line together. I want to end this morning with a poem by an author named uh, Ann Peterson. And I felt like this was so powerful just to summarize what can happen if we're so focused in our race on other people and we're not focused on Jesus. She wrote this. She said, The stick I made... For measuring, I used most every day. It helped me to compare myself with others on my way. I watched all those behind me or further down the road, and I would readjust my pace or lighten up my load. The only real drawback with how I ran my race was watching everything around except my Savior's face. Brothers, sisters, keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Focus on Him. And if you do, you will find contentment. That's a word that's been popular in this sermon series. You will find contentment. You will find peace. And I want to end here this morning in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And it simply says this, And the peace of God, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, again, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that we can open it, that we can be encouraged by it, but that we can also be challenged. And God, I pray here this morning for that person who's maybe watching, maybe has clicked on this video not even knowing what's, what's going on here. But they're discouraged. They're discouraged that maybe they're not as far along in this marathon or this journey of, of spiritual maturity as they'd like to be. Maybe they're discouraged that, man, they, they feel like they're spiritually inferior to the, their friends, to the, to the rest of their church in their small group. God, I want to reach out to them here this morning and just encourage them to, to stop looking at everyone else. And just to refocus and turn and focus on you and your son, Jesus. God, I pray as we do these things, God, that we would make some recommitments here this morning. That we recommit to reading our scripture every day. That we recommit to, to jumping into that small group. That we recommit to, to doing our, our soaping 
here this week and staying up with it. God, that we'd recommit to engaging in our church so that we can stay focused, so that we can have the endurance to reach the finish line. God, we know that without your grace, without your mercy, God, that we would never reach that finish line. God, we know that only your son Jesus is the perfect and holy one. But God, we pray that with the Holy Spirit in us, that you'll guide us, that you will allow us to leave these things that we need to leave so that we can look more like your son Jesus each and every day. God, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus. And we pray all this in his holy name. Amen. Crossbridge, I hope that you were as encouraged as I was by Pastor Dave's word right there. And I just want to say thank you so much for allowing us the privilege as pastors to kind of tag team. It's been very refreshing for me to sit and listen to teaching and really live out what Pastor Dave was just saying, that it's not about comparison, but it is about companionship. And I'm just so grateful to have another pastor of a local church in our area to be companions with and to really run this race together. Even though our journeys might look different, I'm just so grateful that we have the same target and that's Jesus. So again, I'm grateful for you, Crossbridge, allowing us to try this out and the feedback that you have given us. You know, maybe we'll look to do something like this again in the future because it's been a blessing to us at Crossbridge. And I know Crossbridge, we've been a blessing to Grace and it's just been so good. So again, family, thank you for allowing us to experience the word of God together from different preachers. But I'm so grateful because no matter where it is in your steps towards Jesus, you're going, you're on your race, but we're all going the same place together towards Jesus. So while you have your race, we need each other. We get to do this together. Crossbridge, I'll see you next week.